Unplug it to the Agora's Nexus We need the whole community connected We're the alternative collective Self-sufficient and effective the Agoras Nexus podcast, the first one of 2020 fucking three, y'all. This is a uh, a year I didn't even think I would reach. I had died uh, like nightmares of nuclear apocalypse many times. So I'm uh, I'm glad to say that we are still alive, allegedly. You know. Uh, there, there's a potential you'll find this in a hard drive uh, somewhere buried be- beneath nuclear rubble because uh, the bombs went off before we uploaded this. We're recording this before the ball drops, um, which is a great thing to say uh, about New Year's, but uh, it's it's an innuendo as well. So be careful when you're drunk around family. Um, so with all that being said, uh, this is brought to you by Presearch. Uh, Presearch is a privacy-forward, decentralized, sensor-resistant, blockchain-based search engine. Um, and it uh, allows you to search in privacy all of the major providers or earn pre-tokens from searching in Presearch. It also allows you, uh, through these pre-tokens, to uh, stake uh, these tokens on th- on their actual site for advertising purposes. So think of it as a decentralized version of Google Ads, uh, where your money is uh, for your AdSense account is like dictated by how much you search. Um, you know, there's lots of stuff you can do with this, and everybody who signs up for free and confirms their email using the link down there uh, helps us out a lot. Uh, and we need all the help we can get in 2023. Because uh, this is going to be a banner year for corruption and tyranny, especially with the CBDC coming down the pike. And with all this being said, uh, we've got like, you know, so much drama, so much corruption and so much evil coming down the pipe that sometimes you just need to get away and talk about it somewhere else. Uh, so with that being said, Lily, we have uh, Lily Forrester on to talk about uh, Anarchapolco updates. So uh, how you doing, Lily? Hear the dog in the background there. Yeah, so I'm on, like, I lived here for a while, but now I'm back visiting my boyfriend's family, and everybody kind of knows of Renegade. Well, like, Renegade has contact with his mom and his sisters and his brother, and there's, like, fucking seven of them, and we're they're all here on the property with Renegade. Um, literally right below my window, his youngest sister had puppies on Christmas, and she's there barking at anybody that comes near her. <laughs> hey, uh, got hormones. it. Yeah, yeah. Protecting kids is important. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, it's just, it's, I'm finally getting over some food poisoning. That's what I got for Christmas. I don't know what everybody else right. got, but I got some, some food, food poisoning from, uh, basically getting dosed with some Mexican water. Um, I'll just share about how this happened real quick because it is kind of funny. Um, they have these things in the country and they have them in the cities too, but they kind of evolved. But like, it's an old tradition where Catholic tradition technically, but from like the 16th to like the 24th, every night in like little towns, this town's got like 2000 people in it. Um, you can go down to the town and basically get free food on like one street each night and it's cool because it's like 
yeah, free tamales, but, like, you're also kind of playing, like, Russian roulette or Mexican roulette, if you will. And there's this, the first street that we went on. Um, yeah, I got H. pylori stomach virus from, or not virus, yeah. but stomach infection from what I think was, like, they get, they have this thing called Ponche Navidad, which is literally, like, Christmas punch and it's made with fruits. It's like a fruit tea, basically. They boil the shit out of tea, like fruits and cinnamon, and make this tea. And then they give it out to people doing these things. And it's like the main mm. drink you can get. And we were on a street where my boyfriend's gotten food poisoning before, but he neglected to tell me that until after the fact that I was already sick. But yeah, I got probably they just used sink water, which the majority of Mexicans use bottled water to drink unless they're poor and they just deal with the gut issues. And it's like, so yeah, I was out for a few days just feeling real shitty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a cocktail of IBS drugs and antibiotics right now. (laughs) Well, what I got for Christmas was snow. Uh, So I, I went for like, I probably run like, 40 or 50 miles in the last month because of the snow. I like to run in it because it increases the challenge. And also because like the fact that it's cool means that my hypermetabolic hyperhormonal ass doesn't fucking want to die. Um, like, so I have to do like as much of this stuff as possible while I'm not going to overheat. So uh, probably like 40 or 50 miles it up, but at least 40. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's like, it actually and, and want... snowed, it actually snowed like an hour away from here, mm. which I'm really surprised about. So it does well, sometimes sm- snow in certain parts of Mexico. It's not did where it I snow am. snow in the mountains or on the uh, elevation you're at? Okay. So like, I'm technically, I don't know what uh, elevation specifically, but I'm technically on a pretty high elevation. But the thing is like, I live in like the, or not. I don't live. I'm in this like it's technically a valley, but the whole town is like technically on the side of a mountain and it's where they grow like a bunch of like fruit and shit. Mm. But like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uphill a little bit and like to the west that it snowed, which was pretty surprising to me. Mm. I kind of wanted to go visit it because I haven't seen snow in eight years and I've had dreams about snow in Mexico like I definitely miss it, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, we were having a conversation. You're like, you didn't grow up in it, so you don't know. But like, I don't know. I've been here for years and I still haven't gotten tired of it. Like, I feel like the fact I feel like my my blood needs to be somewhere like that. And that's why, like, you know, my skin is translucent. It's it's reflecting light right now. I've got like a sort of a tan in person, but like it's like not a tan tan. Uh, and I think sort of my body needs to be in a place that's very cool because otherwise it's like the desert I grew up in was not pleasant and I probably wouldn't enjoy Mexico. Well, the majority of Mexico is not desert nor tropics like where I live is actually um, colder than where I'm at right now. Where I'm at right now is just a little bit warmer, but even still like the hot season, it gets at most like 80 degrees. And that's it. Yeah. And and it's well, rainy that would be better than where I was. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like the, 
that's a huge misconception in Mexico, like even in northern Mexico. And yeah, I crossed in February, but even in northern Mexico, it was never what I expected. Like it was very different than I expected. There are desertous hot parts, but like there's even more like wooded kind of cold parts, like the entire center of Mexico, the whole like as soon as you're like, I don't know, like 100 kilometers from the beach it's actually surprisingly temperate, you know, like mm. subtropical at best. And it's, it's kind of weird. And Mexico is surprisingly green. Yeah. You get the coastal areas like PV is a hot, sweaty hell. I know I've only been there in July, but it was awful. Acapulco is the same. Um, I would not like to live there again. I am honestly dreading going there next month. Like part of me is like, fuck yeah. And part of me is like, God damn it. Why? It's I moved from there for a reason. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And Acapulco is going to start branching out hopefully next year and start hosting events in other parts of Mexico because there's there's more to Mexico than Acapulco and I know we've made it seem like there's only Acapulco but like there's way more to Mexico than Aca yeah well and to, to be honest like if I went down there I would probably want to go down there and explore some part of the jungle um, well here's the thing about the jungle speed. here's the thing about the jungle Okay, the jungle is kind of a scary place. There's there's really a couple reasons for it. The first one is, like, there's a lot of poisonous shit in the jungle. A lot of the plants, for mm -hmm. one, are poisonous. And, like, you touch them and you get mm -hmm. rashes immediately, like in Acapulco. Horrible. The caterpillars, like, there's so much poisonous shit they're trying to kill you. Um, yep. Then you have the cartel <laughs> and you stumble onto the wrong property and you kind of get a gun to your head and that does happen. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't advise it if you're going to if you're going to go into the jungle, like there are central parts of Mexico kind of by where I live, which um, is colder than where I'm at now. When I left like a week ago to come here, it was getting down to like. 40 at night sometimes less than that which like is perfect for me and then it'd get up to like 65 70 during the day um but there they have like pine forests and like eucalyptus forests and those those are very much safe to just go exploring the array into but like i would not recommend the jungle per se because it is a scary place <laughs> well personally i'm i'm all, i'm all about like like the inhospitable areas like but i also should research before i go and make sure that i know what not to touch because coming up here let me tell you i didn't research shit a i don't i didn't know like any of the flora the fauna any of that before i came to spokane and then like i come here and like after some some walks i noticed hey i've got some rashes and uh <laughs> so i i you know talk to people about some stuff uh and i and i show like i'm posting some pictures because like wow plants this place has them um like my desert brain still doesn't understand it it doesn't compute but like the the whole vibe here is much different than where i come from like there's no snakes worth mentioning 
You know, there, there's no scorpions or tarantulas. Yeah, or... those are all those are all fucked up. And it's the little scorpions that get you, the ones that you can't even see, the ones that are smaller than an inch. Those are the ones that kill people. The big ones, not really that deadly. Like, and also the brown ones yep. are a little more deadly. Honestly, like, and I tried to do research on Acapulco while living there. And the research, like the botanical um, identification game here, not very strong. I couldn't identify any of the things that like, there was this one vine that grew all over my property and literally you touch it and it hurts. Just stinging, Mm. stabbing. And it's kind of like a stinging nettle, but it was a vine and I couldn't find any information about it online, but it was everywhere. Like, and you didn't know it until you were in it literally and then like caterpillars that would stab you and like cause horrible pain yeah yeah would well, not recommend <laughs> when when i uh like started to post my pictures people were like well hey don't touch that one though that one's a giant hogweed and i'm like oh that <laughs> so i looked into it and apparently that's why i was getting rashes uh because i was just brushing this stuff aside with my fucking arms and hand um, and like moving through it, like with my thighs and shit, like I wasn't taking any measures to try and like not touch this like furry fucking like hogweed plant. And like, it was definitely the giant hogweed version of hogweed, which is the one that's like, you can get like necrotic permanent, like especially like painful in the sunlight injuries from it. And I've just been, like, moving aside with my hands. Like, I either have, like, very fortunate genetics and for some reason a resistance to it, or I got very lucky. Um, because I was just going through the nature here and touching this shit, so. Yeah, gotcha. I've got experiences like that up here. Like, I still don't know what everything is here. I, I need to look into it more, especially since I wouldn't mind just going out and foraging. Like, and there's this hillside that's absolutely covered in what's probably this, like, this mustard green plant that I wouldn't mind getting some of that next time because apparently it's very good for, like, heart uh, conditions and issues and shit like that. And it's also, like, a good, like, seasoning addition. So if I could start, like, foraging around here, then uh, then I would, I would probably have, like, a partial food source. Although I wouldn't want to do it too much because, like, there are homeless people here who could probably use that. So I don't want to just but like, they, but they don't know about it. There's, there's a book that I forget the name of it, but when I lived in Oregon, they owned it and I was using it for some shit. And it was something about like foods and medicines of the Pacific Northwest, something like that. And it was a book. Um, and it identified a lot of that shit, but like the homeless people are too busy spanging. <laughs> Well, maybe some of them, but like some of them literally live on the trails that I, that I would go running on. And so like there's a possibility that they might have picked like some of them, not all of them, but some of them might have picked those uh, spots specifically for that reason. That's the reason uh, when we did that homeless and the hateful episode last year, which is fucking weird to say already. But when we did that uh, that episode last year, uh, one of the things that they uh, that they were saying that they were going to do is seed bomb their uh, their their towns and cities and things so that uh, uh that the homeless would have a source of food if they wanted to find it um 
and we're going to be uh, having them back on also to talk about uh, guerrilla gardening and also gardening in general, um, talking about some sorts of like tinctures and things, how to make them, that sort of thing. So should be a relatively interesting thing with those two then. But uh, speaking of speakers, um, we uh, we talked briefly prior to this about some of the speakers that might be attending. So uh, can you elaborate on that? Okay, so like I mentioned in the past, we've got Ron Paul. Um, I'll pull up the speaker page to be sure. I have a short list, but it's of like the most well-known people. Um, but yeah, our speaker speaker list is full, which is surprising because in 2021, we were finalizing it like days before the event. And last year it was like two weeks before the event. But like we're completely full and we have the schedule almost built. Um, but yeah, Ron Paul, which is you know kind of exciting but also kind of weird yeah i'll be meeting him because i'm a producer and i'm just kind of like it's gonna be weird i i can already tell um i'm excited but i'm also kind of like well you know it's kind of weird um <laughs> we've got larkin rose and amanda rose will be coming which is exciting they used to be involved a lot haven't seen them in a few years max egan who is like always there i mean there are some people that definitely disagree with him on shit, but I will say I listened to his speech from last year to make some ads, and he was pretty spot on about some shit. It was a good speech. I get why people are really excited about him. We have Del Bigtree, um, who was talking about vaccines in 2020, or yeah, 2020, and everybody's like, why did vaccines matter? Why do we have this guy on the stage? And then, you know, <laughs> just a few months later. And what's funny is like, in Arcapulco 2020, I remember there were, and it was a joke, but there were people walking around dressed in biohazard gear selling Coronas, mm -hmm. you know, because you were just getting the whispers then. Um, so, yeah, that's that's funny. Um, we have Dan Dix from Press for Truth, which I'm excited about. He's a he's an old friend of mine who I haven't seen since 2020. Or, no, since 2019, actually. It's been a long time since I've seen Dan. Um, Andrew Kaufman, who's another one of these, like, truth or doctors, um, who's a really, really interesting guy. We have a biofield tuning lady, so, like, the tuning forks, Eileen McCusick. Mark Passio is doing a virtual presentation. I mean, he originally pitched doing a four-hour presentation, and then to Jeff was like, well, that's a lot, and Jeff's like, but that was you brought that up not us like so we're still negotiating the time but that'll be a virtual speaker got the lieberland guy um which he's always he's nice he's although i did approach him in 20 i think 2016 2017 and asked him if he would give me like amnesty and he basically said no felons allowed <laughs> so well, that's there's that weird. it is it's a little weird i mean yeah, it's a little weird. Um, Colin Cantrell from Nexus.io is going to be there. Rafael Laverde, most likely, although he's been busy with his kids, so there's a very small chance he won't come. Somebody I'm personally excited for that not a lot of people know is Marjorie Wildcraft. Anybody who does, like, homesteading and permaculture knows this lady because that's what she's known for. Like, she's a lady that taught me how to humanely kill animals. Um, she's got videos on that and she's going to be there, which is cool. Um, and that same boat, basically James Fry, who's beloved, um, 
Patrick Smith from Anarchast. Let's see. There's a bunch of random people. Dan Sessom from The Crypto Show. He doesn't do The Crypto Show really as much anymore. Current thing is riding around Mexico on his motorcycle, living on his motorcycle. It's like, he's got more shit and, like, stuff he carries around on his motorcycle than what it weighs itself. It's like a small car, and he just lives off of it. He's got an entire kitchen. It's He's one of my favorite people in the movement. I've known him since, like, 2016. I'm That's minimalism, for sure. He, like... He is all about minimalism, adventure, like, he will drop shit and just go places. He knows all the good places to camp in Mexico, because he just does. To the point to where he'll, like, he came to visit me, and while visiting me was like, I think I'm going to go in this random direction. I'm going to call this guy and tell him that I'll be there at midnight, and sleep on a, uh, tell him to have the hammock ready for me. And it's like, he's got people all over the country like that. He's also known for like, he's the reason we have contact with the Marsh home, which is like the one really good thing Anarchapulco does is we do charities now and we give money as well as like actual projects. They're like doing a farming project for the Marsh home this year. That's really exciting. Yeah. I remember that there was that like, I think orphanage a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's the Mexican same. Yeah, it's the same one. Um, it's okay. called the Mar- yeah. It's called the Marsh Children's Home, and the interesting thing about that place is like more than half the kids that are there aren't technically orphans. It's like their parents have them and can't afford them, yeah. or are drug addicts, and they just surrender them to this woman who just takes care of them and educates them and puts them out, you know, into the world as adults. And a lot of the time those people end up staying and helping her. If I remember correctly, she was raised, and I might be wrong on this, but I remember watching a story about, like, her involvement, and it had literally everybody in the audience, including Ben Swan, who was interviewing her, crying, because there was, like, from my understanding, she was raised at that home and when the guy that started it died she took it over or maybe it was her dad I think it was her dad that was running it and when he died she took it over and it's just like a kid or a mom to all these kids um I'm pretty sure last year Anarcha Poker raised 40 grand for this place um which goes to like food mostly shit like that but now there's people like Danny and like Burnt Empty who are teaching the kids how to grow their own food. They're doing aquaponics there, um, which is pretty amazing. They've already got them growing their own sprouts and stuff like that. It's just cool to see like before like Anarchapulco would like <laughs> Anarchapulco's first involvement was a very showy like, let's take the kids to the toy store and buy them toys. But, like, Hovita, the lady that ran it, is like, but we need food. And they're like, let's get them toys. <laughs> you know, because the Freemans wanted the photo op of getting them toys. And ever That's since... Weird. Yeah, ever since we've been in charge of the organization, by we, I mean me and Kat and a few other people, it's been like, let's get them food. Let's get them money for food, you know, and get it to them directly. Because there's, like, this chairman board thing there 
they officially accept the donations, but they don't actually give them to the kids. So, like, Danny literally every few weeks goes and administers money directly to Hovita. So it goes directly to the kids. Otherwise, they don't see it. And it's it's interesting, like, how there's so much corruption, like, in the channels to try to help people. But, yeah, yeah that's well, a cool thing Because, like, food, clothing, infrastructure, like, help with the bills. That All that would be better than fucking toys. Yeah, so the property, thankfully, is owned by Hovita. So, like, there's no rent cost there electricity is very low because obviously they're not using ac and stuff it's it's like when you don't use ac in a property that size it's like i don't know 300 pesos 15 bucks every two months you know it's very very cheap um even at my house where i have computers running all the time like the most i have ever paid for electricity is 700 pesos a month which is like 30 bucks or no, 700 pesos for two months, which is like 30 bucks. So like you get an idea of how cheap electricity is. Same with water. Yeah. So like their their main cost is literally food and like, you know, even clothes. It's easy for them to get clothes comparatively. You know, they're like, don't bring us clothes. Do not bring us toys. We need money for food. Bring us, you know, you know, non-perishable food, whatever it may be. Actually spend time with the kids and teach them things. That's what they need. They don't need, they don't need toys. Stop giving them toys, you know? Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's something that's pretty awesome that we do. And Danny is pretty much responsible for all of it. He usually spends most holidays down there with them. He was there for Thanksgiving, I think. Um, We actually have some Mexican speakers this year. Um, one of them being this guy named Juan Castro Soto, which is making his own local currency called Tumian, which is eventually going to be a crypto instead of using the peso, which is pretty awesome. There's this Mateo crypto guy who's like into Monero and trying to teach Mexicans about it. And we also have this, this girl, um, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but everybody calls her Eleanor because her first name's like Belugi or something like that. But everybody calls her Eleanor and apparently is a volunteer firefighter in Mexico. Um, finally getting some Mexican influence. Most, not all, but most of our talent in terms of like entertainers this year are Mexicans. We're finalizing the deal on seven person Mexican circus troupe, like you know, Cirque du Soleil type shit. <laughs> um, we've got Mexican drummers. We're at, considering heavily a Mexican rapper, like Mexican kind of conscious rapper. That's, in my opinion, surprisingly good. Um, oh, yeah. You're Mexi- going to have the free knots back, by the way? No. Um, and that the main reason is because, like, like we try to do with the speakers, save for, like, people that are, like, we do surveys every year. Well, I'll start with this. We do surveys after every event now. And it's like asking about what speakers they liked, who they want to see back, who they want to see next year. What did they like about the entertainment? And the majority, like the free knots have played the last three, three years in a row before that. And people are tired (laughs) Mm. Um, because it's kind of the same show, you know, I, and I, and there were a lot of people complaining in the channel last year that are like, why can't we get somebody different than the free knots? And mm. beyond that, it was also like basically 
there's a lot of why not Mexican artists? Why not Mexican influence? Why is the, why are there no Mexican speakers? Why is there no, the only Mexicans at the event are the staff at the venue. Um, and there's a lot of talent in Mexico, like a lot of talent. Um, the circus people that I'm thinking of, I'm the one that actually connected them because I saw them in like a Mexican version of a Cirque du Soleil type show. And the first show I saw was called Anima. And it started off with, you know, those like marionette puppets. They had a human one. And like the whole first song was this guy breaking away from the strings, you know, acrobatically. And it was like so powerful, it made me cry. And I've never had seen something like that at any of the Anarchapulco events that was so powerful that it put me in tears, you know? And it was like one of those, and I've really never seen any show like that in general. Like I was, I was sitting there, I was watching, I was enjoying, and then I was sobbing, you know? It was like, okay, we need stuff like this at Anarchapulco, like bad. And then I got in touch with, one of the artists from the show, this guy named Otokani, who's a really, really cool dude, who apparently was hanging out in England with some Bitcoin people a few years ago. So he was pretty interested in the idea of Anarchapulco, and we made a deal. And most likely, as long as we can agree on a stage size, because they want a big-ass stage, of course, and we're like, you know, we don't need a seven-by-nine-meter seven stage for speakers for the rest of the week. That's a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, most likely that. And we just want to promote more Mexican entertainment, use more of what the country actually has to offer, because people like... And Acapulco has always been this weird bubble where you come to Mexico and then you're surrounded by white people and Europeans and like Canadians. And it's, it's just not, you know, there needs to be more. So that's our goal for the entertainment for this year, um, which I'll just segue into the entertainment. We have like quite a few parties. The first one, the one we're promoting right now with our Christmas special is, um, the launch party and the launch party is technically a paid event. It's like $150 for the ticket, but it comes with food and drinks and shit like that. You don't have to buy that stuff. And it's like an apocalypse theme. And the way that like the lady who's kind of brainchilded this concept has put it off is like, it's like, um, it's basically like, the apocalypse, but fun, <laughs> like what, but we're enjoying ourselves, you know, um, it's a costume party, but we're going to have circus people doing circus tricks on the thing. And then there's going to be fire dancers and a surprise art project, which I can't tell about, but I, I could probably call it an art project, but it's going to be really cool. Like something Anarchapoco hasn't done before with a big focus on, you know, Mexican entertainers. Um, which for people watching, you can get that access by either getting a Forco ticket or a general admission ticket under the Christmas special tab in the Anarchapulco store. And you can use the code Nexus to save 10% on it. So you can even get a discount from there and get access to the party and be able to like, you know, do the thing. I think it's going to be worth it. I'm going to have my circus rig set up there and just be fucking around probably because you know, what else am I going to do at a party but circus tricks? <laughs> I don't party. Um, but yeah, then we have, I think the next night, not, 
the next night is the network or is the Ron Paul ball, which is like, as it sounds, we're going to have a dinner, fancy dinner with Ron Paul and a bunch of speakers. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be fire dancers at that. And I don't know if you know, Nancy Reed, she's one of our few like non-Mexican entertainers, but we're having her there doing comedy stuff. Um, Apparently last year I wasn't there, but last year she was like making everybody cry with laughter, Mm. which is so that that should be interesting. Um, The night after is there's two parties. So like the Agora Polko ticket comes with nightlife and the nightlife it comes with. is not like all this, these extra things. It's like Monday during the Ron Paul ball, there's going to be like an open mic thing. So like. You can go up there and you can rant in front of people. You can sing, you could rap, you know, whatever. It's an open mic thing. There will be, I think, a little organization to it, but that's the idea. And then Tuesday, there's going to be what I'm excited for is another circus show. It's going to be like a full circus themed event with like an hour long show with this circus crew. Um, The first one on Sunday is just going to be them just doing tricks, but this is going to be like their story, their own like play of sorts that they've thought up and will be performing. Um, while that's happening for those that like a lot of people just come to Anarchapulco to get to know like the famous people and the people that get shit done. So we're having a meeting of the minds networking party that same night that'll be a paid event and people can go and walk around and mingle and get to know people um which ought to be interesting tickets for all of these extra events are on the website and then uh yeah there's wednesday i don't remember what's happening wednesday blanking on what's happening wednesday and Um, so let me ask in terms of music um, then if that's the case, uh, like, are you full on music? Cause there are probably a significant amount of Mexican anarchist musicians who would be interested. Well, yeah, the rapper that we were choosing most likely fits that description. And then we have like, we do have one DJ that's from like Canada. That's supposedly really good. That's going to be doing one of the events and he's just doing it because he wants to be involved um he's not asking a lot the struggle (laughs) and i won't name names um and i'm not talking about the free knots either when i say this the reason we're not using them again is just because we want fresh um but i won't name names but a lot of anarchist community like our community artists want insane amounts of money for their music like one guy wanted us to pay him $20,000 for the rights to be able to use his one song in an ad. Hmm. And he wanted, you know, to perform another guy like wanted $10,000 plus travel plus accommodations. And it's like, Eric Polko is not made of money. Like, yes, we have a high ticket price, but 90% of that goes to the venues. It's yeah. not going in our pockets. Like, we can't afford that you know we're not going to afford that and if we're going to spend money on performers we're going to spend money on performers that are reasonable in price for what they offer like you can get seven mexican circus artist professionals some of which you performed in circus soleil for less than you can fucking lease one song like 
for like a fraction of what you can lease one song. That's insanity. And they're happy to do it at that price. It's like their price that they named and we pretty much agreed to it. It's like, there are definitely artists and, and that's what we're capitalizing on and what we're trying to like promote. Like a lot of, I had a pretty good conversation with the main guy that organized the circus troupe and he's, he's pretty anarchist. And a lot of the people that he brings are, they just like to travel around, make money, do what they love and avoid the government, you know, avoid Mm -hmm. all of that nonsense. But yeah, you'd be surprised at how entitled some of these like American or Canadian or British anarchist artists can be. (laughs) It's pretty awful. (laughs) Well, you know, somebody else might be surprised at that. You, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, name any names either, but our pre-show conversation should tell you my opinion of many of the <laughs> people in this uh, community, as as it's probably falsely called. Um, yeah, like, I, I'm not surprised at all about things like that, especially, like, I mean, theoretically, the point is to support a cause. So if you care about the cause, you might take a few hits for, like, you know, potentially using music in an ad. I don't know. That seems reasonable. I mean, yeah, well, that's my that's my gun instinct. The guy that I'm thinking of, who I won't name his name, but, like, he also, he did, you know, a, he we had, like, some of the speaker's partner last year, some of the entertainment partner, to do like a charity thing. And then he was like demanding most of the money that was supposed to go to the charity and was like, I don't agree to that. And it's like, bro, it wasn't a charity for you. Like it was for the children's home. Are you fucking kidding us right now? Um yeah, we did we did technically three charities last year. One of them was me, and Berwick paid for that basically. And it crashed in value before I even got a lawyer. So I still owe my lawyer a lot, but it's better than owing my lawyer all of the money I owe her. The other one was the Marsh Home, which is where the majority of the funds came in. And then the third one was Anarchapulco to bring a big speaker. That's part of why we have Ron Paul this year is because we were like, hey, we're auctioning this item off. The funds go to the speaker fund for next year to get some big speaker, somebody famous, somebody well-known. And yeah. and then this one guy's like, I want the money. And it's like, really? Okay. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's real surprising. Um, cause yeah, like Anarchapulco is not a huge make money event. You know, most and even beyond that, like I said, most of the money we make goes into the the venues and we have two venues. We have the Secret Garden and we have Bambuda. Both of them hire local people. The money gets disseminated in that local market. It's basically a Bonfil charity, you know, party type thing funded by gringos. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. so, So, okay. For those for those people who don't know, what is Anarchoforco? Okay, so Anarchoforco is what I threw in 2018 that's talked about, the stories talked about in the Anarchist series. The idea was we thought that Anarchopulco was one too centralized, um, stuck in this you know, resort that wasn't even technically an Acapulco, and two, like it was gatekept, you know, unless you were like buddies with the producer you were shunned 
just like, and I was, I was shunned. I was not welcome at Anarchapulco from 27 for 2017 or 2018. Um, in 2019, by that point, Jessica Kill, who was like painted as this awful character in the series, but really wasn't. She actually invited me to come to Anarchapulco for free, but I was like, it's a trap. I'm not going. I'm terrified. But like looking back now, I realized it was her just trying to provide me a safe space. Um, you know, part of me wishes I would have gone and maybe hung out with some people, but I was too, I was in hiding at that point. But it kind of died, you know, with my ex with the murder. And, but I, I knew that the idea of like a community generated calendar where the attendees were responsible for what fucking happened and all of that, I knew that that idea was really good and that eventually something needed to be done with it. Um, Hold on one second. I got to do something while I'm talking here. I have my medication alarms for my stomach illness. And the mm. next one is now to so, keep me from feeling nauseated. So while you do that, then I'll ask. So that was basically the old form of that. And at this point, there's a new form called Agoraforco. Exactly. Um, so Agoraforco was... It was basically last year, also part of the survey data, we were like, would you be interested in a second week of Anarchapulco? Literally everybody said yes. Because, um, I mean, one week in Acapulco, really not enough, especially when you're just sitting there, like, in one property the whole time. Mm -hmm. You can't really say you've seen, uh, you know, Acapulco if you haven't, like, gone out and experienced actual Mexico. So that was the idea. I was like, well, why don't we bring back the fork? call it something different because Anarchaforco, like I came up with the name, but it was also like, it didn't fully jive with me. So we came up with Agoraforco, which is a play on that. Um, which not to be confused with Agora Polko, which is a dumpster fire, in my opinion of an event that's thrown also during the same time in Acapulco that, it has a lot of fights and a lot of drama and yeah, we don't work with them because they embezzled money from us. Um, <laughs> we tried, we don't work with them, but uh. they, they're, they're of the opinion that we stole the name, but I'm sorry, you don't own the word Agora. Like you don't. <laughs> it's, so wait, it's a, wait, hold on. They, they said, <laughs> wait, so these are supposedly Agorists, right? Yeah, and they They're regularly saying, gripe. Yeah, I regularly get... Yeah, go ahead. They're saying you stole the name. Exactly. Um, yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, I regularly... Because I left the group because I was tired of the, a few of the people that are biggest in that. Um, but I regularly get sent screenshots from people, and it's about once every two weeks. That they're complaining that we used that name because people, you know, they're like, they did it to breed confusion. And it's like, no, no, we did it because the this part of the event is the Agora of Anarchapulco. And it's a fork also. It's a playoff of my old event, if anything. Like, it, it's childish how, like, IP they are about it. They're just like, you know, it's it was our name. And it's like, because <laughs> you guys own the Agora, right? That's that's rich. Yeah, yeah like, that's real cool. A, 
it's fucking Greek, and B, it's supposed like it's 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 a derivative of Konkin's like reappropriation of the Greek word, and then C, like every agorist ethos says that it's not immoral to violate IP if it even was that. So like, you know, I mean, it's it's like it's only immoral if you like actually fraudulently claim that the other thing is you this isn't that this is an entirely different word so like it's not ip it's it, it wouldn't be bad if it was ip and they're trying to claim ip on a greek word yeah it's and i'm sure maybe some of these people will watch this and be like ha ah, see but it's one of those things where like when we were making the name it was not at all a consideration it was like how do we accurately portray what the event is make it a little bit different but also make it a nod to what it used to be and then we yeah. came up with agora forco and i was like oh that's perfect and for me it always fits it fits and this is what i told the one person that confronted me about it in private message is like you know i I'm more of an agorist than I am just an anarchy bro, you know? So, like, of course, the uh, portion of Anarchapulco that I'm going to produce is going to be an agorist portion, not just simply an anarchist portion. Um, and I'm all about evolution. There's no reason that we should keep the name of an event that died, you know, in its current format. Um, even if it does have some similar tenets, but it's still, it's still a very different you know event in a lot of ways but um yeah the cool thing about it is everybody that has an in-person ticket either a forco ticket with the nightlife a general admission ticket or a vip ticket or vip plus which i'll mention in a minute we just added those they have a year subscription to this calendar and what's cool is i'm gonna pull up the listings that i have currently um because i'm pretty excited about it as we encourage people, I have like a dashboard built. It has a blog and the blog posts explain what it's about, what you should expect, everything like that. And in those blog posts, I was like, look, if you're in like Miami and you know some other people that were at Anarchaforco or Agoraforco or Anarchapulco that are in your area, you can put an event on the calendar and use our platform, you know, to promote it. You can use this to connect with people all over the world at any time of year up until you know the start of the next season and that's pretty much what we've done and some people have rolled with it i'm looking for the one that i'm thinking of um yeah so there's one in argentina next month on the 25th it's in a meeting of attendees in buenos aires that somebody put on the calendar and somebody's already rolled with that idea which is exactly what we wanted to see but there are already, you know, other events that are put by people, which are pretty exciting. Like today there was a Turkish combat archery workshop added. Um, mm, interesting. Something, yeah. Something called Oro's Revolutionary Private Money for Free People just by an attendee. Um, tra traditional zone outing, the church sightseeing and food. So like one of the volunteers is doing a talk on, you know, that sort of stuff, how to transcend the matrix. Um, it's been pretty cool to see people already adding things 
to the calendar and we haven't really done much promotion of it. I'm going to do more. This is technically partially promotion of it. Yeah. But yeah, it's my I'm gonna have a birthday party on that. Um not sure which day yet, but it's something I'm gonna add. I'm gonna do a market trip to the central market one of the days and it's letting, you know, people decide what they wanted what they want to see. You know, I have a friend who's a tarot card reader. She's more than that though. She produced her own deck. And like it's it's one of the cooler decks I've seen. She sent me one and I was extremely impressed. Um and she's going to come and she's going to teach people how to read tarot for, you know, self-liberation basically. Her husband's going to cook a fancy meal and probably do it like in tandem with me and we're gonna you know serve some food to some people and i'm gonna teach some circus yeah. tricks <laughs> yeah yeah it seems to me that if the like so what was this other event anyway like the one with fighting and things like okay so like the idea was after anarchoforco died probably like a year after maybe two years <sighs> after it kind of like some of the people that came to anarchoforco um, and some other random people that felt disenfranchised by Anarchapulco were deciding to throw their own event. And originally, like, I was like, you know, you guys can use my format. I give the, I give you my blessing. This is a cool idea. It's cool to see other things happening. Right. But like each year it was just kind of like swarmed with drama in one way. Like the organizers, like we actually have a few team members from Agorapulco that are our team members now because well they were treated like shit by the people who were doing the main organizing of that event and they left for somebody you know for an organization that's not going to treat them like shit um (gasps) the shock and horror yeah right and it's one of those things where like okay yeah the people behind it they're like they're those like covert closet narcissists that everybody's like, yeah, that guy's such a nice guy. But like when you're actually spending time with him, he's screaming at you for making a mistake, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like one of the people that um, ended up working for us, like, you know, I remember her being in tears that year and I, I gave like a talk that year, but I didn't become involved the next year. That was the year that Anarchapulco tried to work with them in 2021. And one of their organizers straight up embezzled money and the other one like lost money. But he also like, there was this guy, this old fucking guy in the community that was selling drugs, like hardcore drugs. And he was just going up to people and fucking threatening them. He even threatened me and I was like, dude, I've never bought anything off you. Like you can fuck off. Like you were getting your people mixed up. Um, and he was a problem. It was like, we had a, we, we didn't want him involved with our shit. And then finally the event that Anarchapulco collaborated with that was on the beach, he showed up at that and he was just causing mayhem. And we like tried to get them to like ask him to leave and they did. And it devolved into this one guy punching him in the face. Um, and then that same fucking guy, I'm not a fan of this guy and he knows it. That same fucking guy backed his car into a local like construction zone and in small towns in mexico like when construction happens a lot of the time it's like the local people paying for it and doing it themselves 
And it was one of those things. And he backed his car in the wet concrete, realized he fucked up their shit and literally fled back to the United States, just left it. And they're like, what the fuck, you know, to our community. And it, um, I'm pretty sure Henza ended up paying $600 because he didn't want local people to suffer. And it's like, it was just bullshit like that. Last year I wasn't there. Um, but one of their performers got punched in the face by this guy over a disagreement over set time. The drugs guy or a different guy? The guy that punched the drug guy. He he has now got a tradition of trying to beat the shit out of everybody every year. The drug guy, he ended up literally, it's like a 65-year-old man. And he fucking, I have a video of it. He just fucking laid into him and pummeled him and started beating him up on the beach to the point to where Mexicans came up and are like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the old man kind of deserved to be kicked out, but like there are better ways to kick somebody out than punching him in the face and then him walking around the event crying and yelling at us after that. Like it didn't get him to leave. Um, so yeah, it's mostly chaos and mostly drama and it's mostly people that are like, oh, Anarchapulco is elitist and they won't work with us because they're bitter. And, you know, meanwhile, possibly these because of all this other stuff. Yeah. And meanwhile, they like, half of these people like were demanding tickets into the event and then really offended when we were like, especially when the tickets were a thousand dollars. We're like, sorry, we have to pay like a lot of money to have anybody on site. And we're not just going to give it to you because you cry and demand that we should, you know, like how about you do something to help us like all the other people that we're allowing on site and not charging. Like, why don't you mm-hmm. do some work? Oh, no, you should just be giving me this ticket. No, that's not how it <laughs> works. Like, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I was I was honestly very disappointed by it because I, I liked the idea of it. But it ended up just devolving into like this really dramatic shit show. Um, and they're doing it again. Like the big difference, my baby cat's trying to fuck with stuff on the wall. The big difference between... Anarchapulco or, or Anarchaforco back in the day and Agorapulco is like Anarchapulco or Anarchaforco was never trying to directly compete with Anarchapulco. For that reason, we didn't like if people made events during Anarchapulco, Maine, we would delete them off the calendar. It was the one week that people weren't allowed to make events on our on our calendar because we're like, look, we're trying to add something here. We're not trying to directly compete. It's not a fuck you, regardless of what Lisa Freeman might insinuate. It was never a fuck you. Um, whereas like Agora Polko is holding events during the entire month of February and then claiming that we're piggybacking off of them. And it's like, if we're piggybacking off of you, why don't you have your event in October? You know, or some other time of the year. Why do you have to have it during February? Oh, right. It's because we bring lots of people to the area and then you feel you can profit off of them. Mm. By throwing events during our events. Right. Right. Yeah. Real original so, guys. So it's even still in the area? It's in the same town. Like, it's in the same fucking area. It's literally right next door. And it's uh, like, but it's like, it's kind of like the, I don't want to say ghetto, but I kind of want to say ghetto. It's like the, like, they, they just, yeah, kind of like, it's hard to describe, but it's one of those things where like, 
they they exist in February because Anarchapulco exists in February, but they won't admit it. And they say that we copy what they do. And it's like, okay, good luck, guys. You good. Yeah. You have good luck with that. And generally, the people that are attracted to it are like the drunks, the druggies, the overall like kind of toxic. You know, anything goes. You know, anarchism that I've kind of I've, tried to avoid. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing. I will unhesitatingly call myself anarchist. Um, but I will also unhesitatingly say that there are many anarchists who are counterproductive to anarchist goals. Um, I mean, there are many agorists who I could say the same thing about. But, like, um, generally speaking, I, I think uh, anarchy has a problem with a lot of stuff. It needs to clean house. It needs to stop being like, hey, you know, we're anarchists. So the fact that we think the state shouldn't stop people with, by force means that we just have to like either say nothing or tacitly endorse all of this or just dive headfirst in and be the worst kinds of people that'll bring people on board <laughs> yeah i mean i and i mean i don't want to spoiler alert because like i do transcriptions for tdv sometimes of interviews and one of the interviews that was just done is with somebody that i'm actually that i know pretty well from my time in acapulco he's a really good guy and he started like he basically it's really cool he bought property in mexico and he's starting his own like ranch community there but he's refusing to let people in like oh you hate the government come on over it's not that type of thing you have to have other interests in line as Be well useful. as have skills yeah and it's like it's building a different type of community and you need more than just we fucking one of the things I like that he said is you need more than just a mutual dislike of the government to build a community. There's another alarm for medication. This is my medication time of day. Yeah, Yay, you know, stomach it's, beds. <laughs> it's also like the fact is a lot of people hate one alleged side more than they hate the state. So they're, they're not even there because they don't like the government, wherever it would be. Um, they're there because they don't like who's running the government. And ultimately, if a certain group of people were running it who they believed more uh, closely ideologically comported with them, they would be fine with it or they at least wouldn't say anything or they would at least say less. Um, finding strongly and com consistently anti-state people in these circles, movement, whatever you want to community call it, uh, is, is, is strikingly difficult. Like, you know, for instance, I, I got outright lied about and and unfriended and smeared by so many people as a groomer and a pedophile who wants to mutilate children's genitals because I support trans people at all. Um, not because I support the elective surgeries. I outright say they usually shouldn't get those. Like, uh, not because I support, like, most, like, chemi chemicals. I think kids... Uh, should be, you know, should be treated very, very cautiously. And I think that the whole thing is, you know, potentially rigged on either side and not very good for them. Um, and so personally, I, you know, I, I believe that, like, children shouldn't be getting that sort of thing. But uh, I also support, like, you know, trans people in general. I will call people by their preferred pronouns as long as it's he, she, or they. 
Um, I, I I have no problem saying that, that 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 like a trans woman is a woman and a trans man is a man. That is enough for people to outright lie to accuse me of being a groomer who wants like drag drag queens to get. Oh, yeah, molested. that I mean that whole thing is its own can of worms because I have pretty similar views. Like, I think children should be treated with care because like shit. Like, had I been raised, you know, in today's time, perhaps I would have wanted to transition because I have never truly completely felt, you know, 100% womanly. I also don't feel like a guy either, though. Like, I I do appreciate the non-binary community for that. And I, I don't get why, like, why all this hate on people, like, and shit that doesn't affect you? Like, who cares if somebody wants to call themselves a they? Like, who gives a shit? That's not going to hurt me. It's not going to break me down. It's not going to, you know, take my shit. Like, why, as anarchists, is that something, like, is that a hill to die on? Because um, so many anarchists are, like, loaded into the conservative communities. They watch Tucker Carlson religiously. They think libs of TikTok is the next coming of Christ. And they, like, don't support anarchy in anarchist contexts. They're here for their particular political bias and persuasion. And that's just like, that's that's on the right. There's also the left who's willing to call me a fascist because I say that, you know, people should avoid drinking and drugs and responsibly fuck and try really hard not to get abortions and shit like that. Um, you know, there's lots of anarchists on both sides who don't like consistency, who aren't actually there because they hate the state. Um, and so that's why a lot of infighting happens, because people come to anarchy through those circles and then they're like, hey, yeah, I'm an anarchist. I don't like uh, the left or commies or, hey, yeah, I'm an anarchist. Capitalists should be uh, put against the wall. And it's like, <laughs> this is why we're going to lose, because we can't get all hands on deck. And most people are more interested in these petty dick measuring contests and uh, you know, contests to see who can smear and offend the other side the most um, than they are in actually abolishing the state or, you know, yeah, put, yeah. putting on or their boots like, and their gloves and getting to fucking work, being useful. Or there's the people that, like, I swear, like, and I've just, I've just unfriended people like this if it's all their posts. Like, if you add me as a friend on Facebook and all you've got to say is how some celebrity is actually a man, or, yeah. or if you're the guy, like, I saw this on somebody in my friends list, somebody I've had on my friends list for, like, years. Mm -hmm. You know, nice enough guy. I'm pretty sure he's, like, a trucker or something. Somebody commented on his post on his Facebook um, profile photo where he has, has his hand in front of his face like this. Very common face, you know, like, profile photo, you know. And somebody was basically, like, oh, so you're Illuminati and shares, like, a, a graphic image, like, of a bunch of different hand signals, and apparently they're all for sure Illuminati, and it's like, if that's really what you're focusing all of your fucking energy into, oh my god, you are, you are losing it, like, or the AI art debate. I am neither for nor against AI, because, yeah, I mean, it would kind of suck to have them take you know, your ideas, but, like, human art in general is just years upon years of people taking each other's ideas and evolving upon it, you know, and then you see these anarchists 
they're like unfriend me now if you you know if you use ai art or it's like i'm gonna unfriend everybody i see making their selfies in ai and it's like really this is what Mm. you're focusing your energy on why don't you focus your energy in building something and there's just not enough people doing that um and to bring it back to Anarchapulco, that's the intent of the fork, is, like, to get people coming to the event, you know, instead of just letting them be angry, like, here, how about you find something cool to do with other like-minded people, mm-hmm. you know, in a beautiful place, and have some fun for once, and chill the fuck out, like, <laughs> for for fuck's sake. Um, yeah, it's... I'm thankful that for the the most part, the the crowd of Anarchopulco has really shifted. It's no longer people that are just angry and griping at the things. It's people that are really trying to build shit and get shit done and make cool shit. And that is, that is appreciated. Yeah, for sure. All right. So in general, first off, do you have ticket prices yet? Okay, so we have... We have a lot of ticket prices, and some of them I'm not even completely sure on. But for like the the admission, um, the cheapest one is Agora Forco plus the main event nightlife, and that is like the the closing night party and the circus party on Tuesday, and the you know the open mic and some other things that are happening um, on Wednesday and Thursday. Like there will be nightlife every night of the week. Is my point that you'll get for that ticket of the main event and then you get the you know agora forco membership that's three hundred dollars um 270 if you use the code nexus you can get discounts on some of the tickets the majority of the tickets not anymore just because i mean given 10 percent of like for example the vip plus ticket that's four hundred dollars to the affiliate and it's four hundred dollars to the customer and Anarchapulco loses money on that, which I'll explain that ticket in a minute. Um, the next step up is the general admission. This is, it gets you into the the main stage speeches. It gets you the replay. It gets you those nightlife, except for the Christmas party, unless you buy before the new year, the Christmas special ticket that comes with the new the launch party, but otherwise does not. Um, and it doesn't come with food and it doesn't come with a place to stay. Um, doesn't come with drinks, doesn't come with the VIP area. That's 500. Then for 1265, we have the regular VIP, which is a playoff of the VIP we've done the last two years in a row. Five days of three meals of gourmet food a day, open bar all of those five days, access to a special VIP area those five days, plus the Forco and all that that comes with. Um, now we just added literally yesterday i was working for like two days to do this because it was like with the other shit that i'll mention that in a minute um vip plus and this is something people have been waiting for it's really limited we've got like 10 rooms basically um to to sell four thousand for a single person six thousand for a couple and the idea is you get a room for eight nights um, on a on a holistic resort, and you get free yoga and massages and stuff while you're there. And during the event, you get access to the Ron Paul party, which for a single person, I'm pretty sure is like 200, and for a couple is 350 for that one ticket alone. You get the launch party, 
with all the VIP tickets, but that's another 150 ticket. You get um, the networking party, which is, I'm pretty sure, the same price. No, the networking party is like $500. I got to look at the price of that again. These are all found on anarchapolka.com slash tickets. Um, But you get all of these extra little parties that we've added, as well as rides to the event, you know, as well as a place to stay. And for many people, like, not having to pick a hotel is really appealing. yeah, looking at my list. We have a kids camp, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. It's the one ticket that we've agreed to refund. If if it doesn't get a minimum number of people, we will refund who's already purchased. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a deposit that can be refundable. Um, and that's going to be actually really cool. Like imagine like Anarchapulco, but for your kids and they'd be hanging out with the orphans. They'd be going and releasing turtles, getting surfing lessons, like... A lot of cool stuff planned for that week. I hope it happens, but it might not. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the retreats. Like, Anarchapulco is known for having ayahuasca retreats. We actually haven't had one the last two years before this, but this year we're bringing ayahuasca back. And that is after the event during the, during Agora Forco. Um, and then we have a Bufo thing happening, which we might be changing the format of that. I hope we are, because... Doing, like, four days of Bufo and Combo right before an event sounds exhausting. Mm. In my in my opinion, sounds very exhausting, so we might shift that. But the thing I'm excited for, really the most, other than the fork, is the movement retreat. We're calling it Anarcha Move It. Because, um, <laughs> like, we've never had a retreat that wasn't, like psychedelics 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 you know and not everybody comes and wants to do drugs you know not everybody wants to have those profound experiences some people just want to get active and you know we might do a cacao ceremony at that which is like the closest we would do to drugs or have a mexican sweat lodge to mezcal you know something like that like we're not gonna just you know do the typical thing there's going to be kayaking i'm going to be teaching aerial silks and i mean it depends on how i'll be doing two classes and if the people have some strength to them like maybe trapeze because i'm buying Mm. i've bought a trapeze i'm waiting for it to be finished um but yeah the prices for those because i don't have them all in my head they're all on the website they're all ready to go we also have speakers workshops already ready to go on the website um you do have to have a ticket a general admission or vip ticket to be able to access those but they're there there's just a lot of shit happening and it's just getting more and more intense and i'm pretty excited about it and anyone who wants to support us can hit up that ref link in the description and buy your tickets with that uh because that will give us support and i'll also give you a discount off your price if you use the code nexus so yeah, use the code Nexus for the discount. I've learned that the links they do give the affiliates funds, but they don't give people a discount, so they're less they're less incentivized. I'm gonna switch up the affiliate program next year probably to try to like mitigate that. Um, yeah. but yeah, definitely use Nexus and you will get a discount on applicable products. It's not good on the VIP plus, not on the retreats. Um but definitely the VIP ticket, that's $125 off. 
and $125 to the Nexus, which would be greatly appreciated, and so on and so forth. (laughs) Very cool. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, I have a uh, quote. Nearly every action is regulated, taxed, prohibited, or subsidized. So everyone is a resistor to the extent that he survives in a society where laws control everything and give contradictory orders. That's Samuel Konkin III. Agora's next is out. Starting inside, an instrumental part of Agora Worldwide. Agora Worldwide, Agora Worldwide. Counter economics, agorist strip. Black market click, move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist strip, black market click, move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist, 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 agorist. Next is 